Hi everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Beer and Bants. My name's Chris. My name's James. And before we get into our tried and tested, uh, I just wanted to say a big hello to all our new listeners. Um, as a result of the popularity, we're now actually on more uh, podcast servers, so we're actually on 12 different sites, so more people can actually gain access to us. Uh, we've also got a much larger following on social media, so again, thank you everyone who's uh, following us. Uh, my, our main presence is on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, by all means, if you have any suggestions or any comments or you just want to you know, feel part of the family, feel free to follow us and then join the chat. So, uh, this week's Tried and Tested is from the Wild Beer Company and it's called Pogo. Yeah, uh, so we both we both had this before and really enjoyed yep. it too, uh, in the past. So it'll be interesting how it kind of weighs up with when we had it last time. Uh, we were just talking before we started recording. Um, I think last time we had it, Chris really liked it. I liked it, but wasn't as big a fan. It was kind of a beer we had kind of after quite a few others. So it'll be interesting to see it kind of as a first beer and see kind of how we feel of it from like a fresh palate kind I th- of thing. I think I've had it twice. You've only had it the once. Uh, but when no, I, I said that... I, I had it before we tried it. Oh, so. right. Okay. Yeah. yeah but we, the last time we had it together was, um, was one of our experimental nights. So we we're just trying like loads of random beers. Okay. So okay, like... okay. I'm just saying we, we, there are certain people who listen to this who know it's quite well saying we've had an experimental night sends the wrong messages okay well only if your mind is in the gutter like, in the first place james chris most of the people we know minds are in the gutter okay let's be honest so we can't help the fact that we know scum james let's move on so uh yeah the, uh... <laughs> just because one of your friends is a patriots fan you can't call them that like honestly no that's beyond scum um oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually okay. quickly before let's talk about the beer a bit more um because i mentioned Stu, my friend with the dodgy haircut in the last episode, he thought it was absolutely hilarious and was like messaging as he was listening to it. He was like, brilliant. So, you know, people do take the abuse in a friendly manner, so that's okay. <laughs> that's good. That's good. It's because you've got a smile on your face. I mean, you do look a bit more serial killer today because you have shaved your hair. It's a shame we're not on video, really, because well, that look is, is not good, mate. It's not, it's, good. Not, it's not down to the wood, though. I mean, it's a grade two. I've left some on there. No, no, honestly, I don't know why so many people are shaving their heads. It's because it's hot, James. That's why it's hot. It's, <laughs> it's damn too hot, warm. guys. I did have a beard as well, but that had to go because I was still too hot, even with the beard. So no, yeah. it's it. Yeah, I'm in the for the long haul. I'm going to have long hair, long beard forever. <laughs> right, back to the beard. So uh, Pogo is a pale ale um, with passion fruit, orange, and guava. Um, when we have had this previously, you could get the fruity tones, but it, again, it's one of those beers that's subtle. Fruity tones rather yeah. than uh, you know, overpairing. Do you want to go to the first then, James? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. This, I think last time I remembered I like it because it was quite a hoppy beer, so I'm curious to see if it's the same. Well, apparently it was inspired by a childhood fruit drink growing up in Hawaii, which was passion fruit, orange and guava. So that's the reason why that's been put together. It makes a lot more sense. Honestly, I, I always like when... Certain beer companies make up random rubbish on cans. You know, it makes me feel better about what I'm drinking, right? I'm sure quite a few of them have genuine stories behind them. And, you know, some of the smaller independent ones, I, I kind of do believe. But some of them, I just feel like they're trying to think of anything, really, aren't they? Just to fill that page. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That seemed a bit more heartfelt rather than a marketing department yeah. just going mad on. So I am curious, is yours as hazy as mine? Because mine's kind of got a slight haze to it. No, mine is a bit more... It has got a haze to it, but it's not as hazy yeah. as yours. But well, then yeah, again, lighter amber beer, I think. 
Yeah, yeah it's um, probably similar colour to like a lager, but with that haziness, you can definitely tell it's more like a golden ale, I would probably say colour-wise. Um, I mean, the smell isn't great, if I'm honest. No, but... It's kind of that tropical fruity smell, to be fair, but it's still, it smells a bit chemically, if I'm honest. Like, I actually think the passion fruit works quite well with the bitterness. I think the, like the sharper tones of the passion fruit mixing with the, the hoppiness and the bitterness of the ale. I actually think that's a really smooth drink. How about yourself? I actually agree, yeah. It's a lot better than I think last time I tried it. Um, like yeah, I, said, a... it I will say, it's one of those where the flavours are quite subtle. It's not too overpowering, uh, which I think is really nice. It's not like, you know, you get that really strong hockey flavour or really strong kind of citrusy flavour that is all you can taste. It, it's a little bit more refreshing, I think, and that's saying it's a very good summer drink. I think following the uh, Disco Forklift truck from the last episode, I think it's probably closer in that level of fruitiness with the bitterness again, you know, like that nicely yeah. balanced. Different flavours, obviously, but I th again, I think the balance of it is quite nice. Yeah, I no, think. I think that's really good. Yeah. Good medium body to it as well. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I think barbecue beer. Yeah. A couple of hot nuts burgers. Perfect. I think this is the thing. We were quite lucky last time because the Disco Forklift truck, um, a few people did reach out as well and say how much they, they liked that beer. They tried it as well. They thought it was quite a good one. Um, and I think for me, like what I tend to find when I have some of the tropical beers, you either get the sours that I just don't really particularly like yeah. because it's more of a tangy taste than it is the about the fruit, or you get some that are so weak and so watery that you don't really get any flavor from it. So yeah. the fact that you still got the kind of light body, but it's not too overly citrusy is really good, I think. That's I think so, as it all depends on what is put with it and to whether it works or not, in my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah, it's not, uh, sours aren't particularly a go-to of mine either. But again, it all depends on what flavours they pair up with it to whether it's actually quite an enjoyable drink or you have a sip and go, no, instant yeah. regret. But yeah, so that's the Pogo. Uh, it is actually available um, on the sub as well, which we haven't tried yet. But okay. I'd be interested to see what the uh, the draft flavour like versus the can would be quite interesting. Yeah, so. I think there's a few we've actually tried uh, bottles or cans of that you can also get on the sub. So yes. um, as I, I do like committing us to certain episodes, episode 14 is coming up, guys. We cannot wait. Fa it's going to be great. Faster than we think. And I have yeah, got exactly. some specialities for that as well. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> um, honestly, I've got one for Chris as well. because I know he'll, Yeah, yeah. We, we've both got this all set, I think. So it'll be really interesting to see what we can do um so i'm going to tie us in here to episode 29 okay what, what's okay. going on so you've already tied us into episode 14 which was the first from the first episode yeah. and you've tied us into episode 58 which is yeah. one of our favorites so what's happening in episode 29 because you've been one you haven't mentioned this before the episode yeah i know this is this is why i like because <laughs> chris has no idea that i ties into these random numbers it's a good thing we've got them written down because otherwise we're just going to forget. Do you actually write them down or do I have to remember them all? No, I have it on a Google Doc. Really? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's really sad. So um, episode 29, I think what we're going to do is some of the beers that we've tried on the podcast as kind of cans or bottles, we're going to get the sub versions of them, get oh. the talks and actually try them out. We Between us, we I think we have like three <laughs> subs. That's not yeah. good. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to convince my friend to buy one as well. So we could always steal that as well. There we go. And then we'll have all four set up and actually try try all of them uh, and it'll be kind of an interesting mix to see how i think the sub ranks up to some of the cans and bottles i, I think, th is a good I think that's actually quite a good idea you know. 
Um, I know a lot of people have asked us about the the sub and top. Um, I've had a few friends who have contacted me as well and kind of because we've mentioned it a few times. I think we've done a few beers from the top on on the podcast. Uh, well, so we've, I think we've only actually we only had one. Yeah, so yeah. far. So uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to do and kind of dedicate it to it because they should be a good enough mix by the time we get to twenty nine. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, because the, the biggest problem at the moment because everyone's in lockdown and everyone wants to feel a little bit of normality. The anyone who owns a sub and similar to like the perfect draft as well, these the kegs and the all well, the tops are selling out so fast that yeah, you go on the website and there's three to choose from. It's because yeah. everyone wants the draft beer experience now, right? Because well, you can't go <laughs> so to the pub, so why, yeah. why not bring the pub to you? That's the whole thing, isn't yeah. it? So um, yeah, hopefully they'll get a bit more normality moving forward, I and mean, by twenty nine it should be definitely back to normal yeah, so. exactly so uh look forward to that guys <laughs> the thing is if, if anybody has got any suggestions of kind of special things we can do like we are always open to suggestions and kind of random things so you know it'll be interesting to try and add some variety to it do something different kind of make something special of the uh, podcast so yeah look forward to episode 29 and episode 14 it's gonna be good, gonna uh, be good. i don't know if i'm looking forward to episode 14 or just looking forward to hearing it out of the way be... with some of the stuff that we've got <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be quite funny it'll be quite funny I think. it'd definitely so. be interesting uh, and that will be a longer episode as well because there will be more beers than what we normally have. It won't be our normal setup, so yeah, yeah definitely interesting. So, of course, lockdown is still continuing. So, I've jumped on the hype train this week and binge watched oh. Tiger King. Now, I have completely loved it. I thought the people in it were so crazy. I just found it entertaining. James had a slightly different uh, <laughs> reaction. Slightly different. I, I just don't understand why people like these TV shows. I think one of my friends described it best to me because they, they'd watched it. And they said, the thing is, it was such a bad TV show, they couldn't turn it off. Which doesn't make it good TV. Well, I, don't think, I don't think it was actually a bad TV show. I, I mean, I just, for me, it was the thing that made it like crazy is like, because everyone will have seen things about Joe Exotic or Carol yeah, Baskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're on any sort of social media, you would have seen at least some of the memes or some of the jokes going around. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, Joe Exotic is a crazy, crazy man. And to be fair, he was, he's a complete egomaniac. And you know it's bad when he's probably the calmest <laughs> person on the show. You know, these people on there was... Some of them are completely vile, but I, that's the part that I found quite gripping. It's more the... The fact that these people didn't quite realise, and still don't realise, how vile human beings they are. But they convince yeah. themselves in their head that everything that they're doing is right. You've basically got a cult brainwashing people and mistreating people. You've got someone who's masquerading as um, a saviour of big cats, but actually does exactly the same as the people they're trying to stop. You know, it's, it's utter, utter carnage. And I've, I found it really interesting, especially the... <laughs> From that human aspect of it was literally just people trying to screw each other over as much as possible. Yeah, I think it's, seen, it's seen behind the scenes. I mean, anybody who's not seen it, it's kind of the underworld of the big cat industry, I suppose. It's um, exploiting exotic animals, basically. Yeah, yeah. Reproaches um, around tigers in this particular point. But the thing for me, I, I suppose I, I like documentaries when they're kind of wildlife documentaries about specific animals and stuff. That I find those really interesting kind of stuff, but more of a natural world kind of thing. I just find the thing is what it shows, in my opinion, is the worst 
the worst of humankind. Yeah. And I don't particularly like watching it. I don't find it compelling. I, I'm not a big fan of like the crime documentaries on Netflix, like Making a Murder, all those kind of things. I've just never really found them that compelling. I think if you like that kind of thing, you'll probably like this. But to be honest, I don't like those either. So um, I just I don't think it's good. No, but, but, but that's the thing though. It's it's personal. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. You do. The thing is, I, I watched think... the first episode and it didn't grip me enough to make me want to watch it more. So I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to bother. Like, that's the way I see it. I think if it wasn't for um, the COVID lockdown, I think more people probably wouldn't have watched it that actually did. Yeah. I, I, that's the truth. It's like, definitely so. seized the opportunity of like being released at the right time. But I genuinely found it a really interesting, especially because you only saw the first episode of it, which is by far the tamest episode of them all. Yeah, basically, by the time you get to episode four, episode five, you you, you see how vile these people are to yeah, and like treating their employees, treating their loved ones. You know, it's overall it's a horrid, horrid um, setup where essentially the cats are mistreated, and yet they're treated better than any of the other humans inside the program. So, it yeah, for for me, it highlights what is can be so wrong with people's society when they, uh, it's all about ego rather than actually looking after other people. But I, I personally thought it was a fantastic show. I, I really enjoyed it. The thing is, I, I, the reason I like these kind of shows in the grand scheme of things is the internet's reaction to the shows. I think we yeah. mentioned like, some of the memes and stuff. But the way the internet has seized it and in for and against it. And I mean, I think Carol Baskin, who's one of the, the main people in it, especially has got <laughs> a lot of like uh, internet fame from this or notoriety shall we say um who was it like killing a second husband or something yeah i mean to be fair the the whole thing of it's like you know it at the moment there's no conviction there's no question around whether her husband has been killed or not he's just missing my opinion oh yeah she killed him she killed him like big time but that's how that's how i saw it from uh the program and also there's a lot of conspiracy theories about a particular character in there as well i completely agree with that conspiracy theory as well but Again, hopefully people watch it themselves and get their own opinion yeah. from it. But yeah, um, I we've oh, been actually, watching it four days. I bear in mind I was working full time as well, and also being like a dad and stuff. So, oh, so you obviously, really yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's the thing. I think one of the best things I saw though was um, in in a sport kind of related field. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who appeals. I know, yeah. He, yeah, he appears in the TV show, and he says basically that he bought two tigers from Joe Exotic. You know, one of the main main characters in it, Which and. For- um, Afterwards, he said, no, never met him, never done any dealings with him. And you're like, mate, you, you literally recorded for the TV show <laughs> and you say, I have bought two tigers from him. The thing so, is, for me, like the reason why I'm an Orlando Magic fan is because of Shaquille O'Neal when he first came on the scene. So the second I saw Shaquille O'Neal buying tigers, I was like, I literally shouted at the television, no, Shaq, no. My wife was <laughs> no, like, Shaq, what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, you don't understand, Daddy. Yeah, I think that, and that's the thing, right? He's he's had a lot of um, negative press from it, and he's yeah. like, no, I'm not, I'm not bad to animals, and I wouldn't do that. I think the the person I liked most was Mike Tyson because he was in the show as well, and he said that he regretted ever buying. Yeah. And I think that's the way to do, right? If you have been involved in this really toxic industry, that's really bad. <laughs> to know, be fair to Mike Tyson, I think yeah, he's actually. I think Mike Tyson actually regrets a lot of actions that he's done. For me, I actually quite like the fact, because I loved Mike Tyson growing up. He was such a fantastic boxer to watch. Yeah. But that, that lad had some serious issues. But he seems to be working through now. He actually seems in quite a good place. So I actually like the fact that he can actually reflect on that and say, like say, oh yeah, I was actually wrong to do this. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, so I, actually, I think that's 
that's one of the best parts that has come out of this whole time. It's it's quite humbling, isn't it? When yeah. you see these sports people who, you know, in the kind of profession they're in, they've got to be these quite cocky individuals who are very sure and confident about themselves and their actions. So when they actually can take a step back and say, actually, no, what I did here was wrong and, and actually kind of humble themselves, it's always really good to see, I think. And I think that's really important, I think. I personally think that Mike Tyson was exploited by dunking. And, I, you know, they took advantage of him being such a good fighter, but being very yeah. naive. And I, I personally do think he's exploited, but that's a completely different subject altogether. Mm. Uh, what we'll do now is we'll move on to the Peter Falk of this episode. So this one is called The Ruby Rooster, which is from Hallowood Craft Beer Company. This is going to be interesting. So this is a Ruby Ale, and yep. I'm not going to lie, straight off the bat, I'm not a massive fan of Ruby Ales. It the really reason why I bought it my... is because I can't actually remember the last time I had a Ruby Ale. I think it's over 15 years ago, hence why I purposely bought it to go, Okay, fair enough. I think the last time I had it was um, Weatherspoon's quite occasionally do beer festivals and stuff like that yes. where they have like random selection of beers. I think there was a Ruby Ale in there that I did have like 12 months ago. But normally it's not the style of beer that I would particularly go for. Just so, normally they're quite um, full-bodied, you know, they're yes. quite heavy beers. So yeah. I did. Well, the look and the smell of it, uh, it's got the look more of a mild uh, which kind of like they have a like you say a more of a fuller body and a more fuller flavour in comparison with the mild. Um, I mean, you can definitely yeah. smell the chocolate. I was literally about to say that it's like yeah. very, there's a very chocolatey base to it. Um, but it is it is although it is dark, it is a clear beer, so there's no haze in it at all. It's just a very thick one. So yeah, yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, then, no, I'll let, you, I'll let you go first. Okay. You? 15 years, 15 I'll, years he's never had a Ruby Ale. This will be interesting, right? <laughs> well, I'll let you read the blurb on the bottle then while I'm having this week. I'm, I mean, this could be like him coming home at this point, right? So uh, this this Ruby Rooster Ruby Ale is a bold and proud British classic. Craft brewed using 100% British barley. There you go. So we should be getting some toffee malt and chocolate flavour, you know? You so, know what? That is a perfect description of it. Um, there you go. There's more of a... It's probably what you, you said last time. Yep. Yep. Other other supermarkets are available, but if they do one, the reason why I did the little one is because they had a um, big beer festival on, and I had seen this previously, and I thought, you know what, if I'm going to try it, I might as well try it now. Um, I think similar to what you said last time, that kind of toasted malt flavour, I, I do get that through it as well, yeah. and, and that, all yeah, those no, chocolatey definitely. tones. Um, it's five percent, so for me. You can taste the alcohol in it. I think it probably would be benefit slightly from being less strong. I think, yeah. I think if that, I think it was a closer to around the four percent mark. I think it would be a smoother drink. Um, I actually do like the tones. It. That thing of a ruby, it is just more of a intense mild without the fruitiness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. No. I definitely um, agree. Yeah. I'm. I am enjoying it. I don't know if. The combination after the pogo makes it feel a lot heavier and a lot stronger. Because no, I, I think it is it, like it's not as heavy as other ruby ales are at the end of the day. Yeah, um, but I think it definitely has that kind of almost earthy, nutty flavour to it, which yeah. makes it seem heavier. Whereas I don't think it actually is, considering the style of beer that it is. Um, I think it's quite nice that there is. It's not like an immediate taste that you get. It's kind of more of a medium uh, kind of hit of that kind of chocolatey taste. Like it is kind of middle of the mouth, and then I suppose you have kind of this lingering aftertaste that starts to build up. 
which I'm particularly not a fan of, if I'm honest, straight off the bat. So that's my yeah. opinion. I'll, I'll I, I don't think this one's actually too bad. Um, I find it quite an enjoyable drink. It's definitely um, a winter drink, I think, as well. Yeah. yeah. This is the type of thing you want, where you go into a pub with an open fire, you're sitting there with a newspaper, drinking this type of beer. That For me, that's that kind of setting that you want to drink this it's not something you're going to have on like when you're having a barbecue or friends around in the summer you know whenever that happens um you know it's it's enjoyable but i wouldn't say it's it wouldn't it doesn't grab me yeah no i I, for me it's the kind of it's the herbal after i suppose i've had a few chocolate stouts in the past and the reason i quite like those is you get a very kind of distinct chocolatey taste and that's the thing i think actually the aftertaste isn't strong enough for my liking like it, you can tell it a bit of hoppiness but the reason i like ipas is that distinct aftertaste. Oh, so so that, that's it, really this is where the difference because you actually really enjoy that the ipa yeah, because yeah that exactly. happens, i, I yeah. don't enjoy that so yeah, no. that's where i had two different styles kind of come into it but no i don't think i don't think it's a bad beer um it's definitely worth sampling if you haven't tried it before. But I mean, I, I think the thing is, I mean, I, I'm just comparing it to something like the Pogo that we just had. It's a, it's more than drinkable. It's, it's pleasant. It's just the thing is, it is that kind of flavour. If you don't really like the chocolatey caramel kind of ruby ale taste, that's the thing. It's what kind of beer you tend to go for, I suppose. It's not very light bodied, kind of type of beer. Yeah, and the, th- the problem is though, I think because we enjoyed that pogo so much, and that was a very light, fruity flavour. Going from that to this, it does yeah. make it seem a lot heavier. Um, yeah. I, to be fair, it's quite nice actually drinking kind of a more classic British style beer because we hmm. tend to go for more American style beers, if we're honest, in terms of the craft brewery. Well, we at the moment, it. yeah, that's mainly because so, of like accessibility. Oh, yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. Obviously, things get harder and yeah, harder to try and at the moment just to try and locate anything different so i am trying to look into different options to get some more variety in but yes it's literally just available and if it is available it costs an absolute fortune and you're like well you have to weigh up like you know what's yeah. what's right moving forward so it's, yeah. it's, the way i'd probably describe it is it's kind of a more water version down of something like a hobgoblin i feel like that's a bit more common for people who might have tried that kind of okay. style of beer like in terms of flavor profiles i think it is more similar to, to something like the hobgoblin um so yeah which i'm actually mm. a fan of it's it's one of my go-to like halloween drinks to be honest. <laughs> there you go. very cliche there no okay so well we uh did touch on sport briefly um, so we'll do a we can talk about it very very slightly. So live sport is back. Um, UFC, Finally. UFC did horse its... racing, right, guys? Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're going to talk about. Honestly, it's been. I'm missing marble racing, to be honest. But um, yeah, UFC 249 was live last night. Um, we have mentioned it. Well, I think we spoke about it previously. That uh, the idea it... of a deserted island of fighters. <laughs> Fighting yeah. each other. Find people in on deserted island just to fight and then go away. It's very uh, Mortal Kombat. But, um, it, nevertheless, it did happen last night. Uh, I personally haven't watched it yet. Um, I'll probably catch up on some of the key fights. I know some of the results already. Obviously, because you know, it actually is some yeah. sports. People are like, just talking about it all over the place. Um, but yeah, so well, I, I saw a... some highlights on my like YouTube suggest or whatever, so I'll probably pick up on those just to yeah. see um, fight. Although it is live sport combat, I don't think it had the um, the same atmosphere. Well, I don't think it had the same hype as what people were expecting it to have. 
you know, I think they were desperate to try and get the first, like be the first ones to yeah, yeah. be live sport, but I don't think it had the same hype as a normal UFC build-up would have. No, I think, I think the truth is, yeah, marketing-wise, I don't think there was loads and loads of stuff about it. I think it was very much get it, it out as quickly as possible. Exactly, and, and that's a shame, really, because I think it's the kind of thing where, you know, if you're on BT or something, you expect to see adverts for it all the time, Yeah. Um, especially being the first thing. I suppose from an English perspective, at least, there wasn't loads. Now, maybe it's different in America and stuff like that, depending on it. I don't know. But Well, I, the yeah. first advertisement I actually saw of it actually genuinely going ahead on TV was last night. Like, yeah, oh. I saw it on Facebook. That was about it. Like, yeah, so, like, and bear in mind, you had one of the best pound for pound, pound for pound fighters it's ever had fighting last night, who was, you know, successfully defended two different title weights and hasn't lost. And he won a fight and retired last night. And again, because of the situation, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, this, this Henry yeah, Cerrudo yeah. is like a fantastic fighter and just superb to watch. And it just kind of fizzled into the background, which I found quite disappointing for him because I think he was a very underrated fighter personally anyway. Um, but yeah, the whole thing just felt rushed, ne- unnecessary. Um, I think it, that have actually been better if they had put it back two weeks yeah. and built that hype. But again, well, it's well, all let, about sponsorship. Let's so. be honest, let's compare it to something like NASCAR. NASCAR will definitely have that kind of hype to it because, you know, the following it's got yeah. is kind of pushed it already and that's thing. So um, I think that'd be the real big difference there. Um, yeah, I think so- actually, you know, I think... <clears throat> If I'm honest, I, I don't know many people that watch UFC over in this country in the grand scheme of things that like watch it religiously kind of thing. Whereas, you know, I think actually you'll start seeing more and more people get into something like NASCAR over here. I, I, I think I, I know more people that watch UFC than NASCAR personally. No, but I think if you compare it to what Formula One's become and the fact there are very few yeah. live sports, I think people will, will look at NASCAR and think, actually, this is something I can get into. Whereas if you're yeah, not a you... fan of, of UFC, you're probably not going to just suddenly get into it over here. Well, you're not going like to lose comparison. any ambience, are you? That's the whole point, because yeah, all exactly. the noise has come from yeah. the, the engines and stuff. So I, I'm personally, I'm really looking forward to NASCAR being back next week. Um, yeah, I spoke about it previously. It's just, it's just a fun sport to watch. Um, we had confirmation that the Bundesliga is coming back as well. So behind closed doors, so people for football fans, yeah. you know, at least they actually get to uh, watch a bit. But you know, or get to... a real sport, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that is an option, right? Like, you know, I don't want to. I, I really want to reiterate my hate of football. Yeah, I'm not. I just, a don't, fan. I just don't care for it. I just don't yeah. care for it. <laughs> I, well, I haven't watched it in ten yeah. years, so yeah. you know, I, I have very little interest. Oh, in I it. can't wait for FIFA 21 though. <laughs> that's, that's his. Uh, <laughs> Gaming bitterness just coming out right there. Right, you tell you what, in the game shop previously, James, and the, the big queues for FIFA. <laughs> Listen, you can tell we both we both worked in it. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's a bit of carnage. Keep you on your toes. So, but no, as a, as a game, no, definitely not. Um, but yeah, with homegrown stuff, we don't still don't know what's happening sport wise in any sport. Uh, no, there's a lot of be... speculation. Like NHL is still speculating, kind of uh, December start or something potentially for the yeah. season, kind of a delayed start or something like that. I mean, it could be interesting to see. I think from a UK sport perspective, I'm kind of hoping you know if lockdown measures are eased in the next month or so, if not weeks, um, it'll be interesting to see maybe some events carrying on or starting back up. I mean, I would love to to actually go see some cricket. Like if, yeah. you know, if by September we can get some T20 games going, um, which I don't think would be particularly hard to organise or kind of do, it would be quite good. Um, it's just well, the, logistically how to work it, I think. The 100 has been postponed until next year now, so we definitely yeah, that, know that that's, that's going to yeah. I think T20 um, is established enough 
that he can like, still draw people in stuff. any way. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, I think the difference with T20s is, is those teams are quite close knit, and that's thing, right? They're, they've been established, so they've got training paths and stuff like that. The problem with the yeah. hundred is it's very much an additional thing that all of these cricketers are doing. That it's not one of their main teams that they're playing in. So it's great for that kind of event, but outside of that, they're probably putting their efforts more into you know, international or kind of the T20 national yeah. kind of games. So um, I think they're definitely more likely to do it. I don't think the whole Vitality Blast, which is kind of the big T20 thing in the UK, um, is probably going to continue in the same way. But I think we might still see a few T20 games if they're not just friendlies or something like that. So Yeah, I think there's a possibility of it more likely to be tele-based rather than um, live. But I think yeah. if, if they do that, I think it'll be more um, pay-per-view, but maybe like cheaper prices. Who knows? Yeah. Um, again, it's all speculation. Hopefully, we'll know a bit more in the next couple of weeks, but it's anyone's guess at the moment. Right. So, uh, I've polished off the Ruby Rooster. Uh, now, I'll just finish the last. <laughs> the around the world for this episode is a beer called Lagudo, um, which I randomly just caught a glimpse of. I when hope, I hope that's how that you say that. Well, if not, it's French and they'll probably hate me anyway, so it's fine. Um, it's French. <laughs> There's a white flag on the bottom, isn't there? <laughs> no, no, James, no, no. Um, so apparently this has won medals at the Paris 2019 Awards. Oh, okay. Um, it is a blonde beer, so it's quite strong. It's 7.2% in volume, so... But it was more the uh, the label. It had that very. It's got that very rustic look to it, hasn't it? So... Yeah, yeah. Which I think you would expect from kind of a, a French French beer, if I'm honest. Um... Yeah. I originally thought it was um, Belgian, but yeah, I'm not too sure what it's going to taste like. I've never heard of it before. Never seen it before. Seven point two percent, though. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm expecting it's probably going to be more on the lines of uh, like Duval. Yeah, yeah, potentially. So, be, be thing. Um, straight away, one thing I will say, which from a visual perspective, you, you don't necessarily get. I do quite like the long bottle shape of it. I bet you do. Terms of the thing there. <laughs> uh, not in a, let's be very careful here, Chris. All right? <laughs> the reason I say this is it is very like typical uh, French, like rustic beer, right? And, yeah. and this is what you get in quite a lot of like the French beers, especially from a local level, are these kind of longer bottles, more akin to kind of a wine bottle than their beer bottle. It's- it's more what you'd expect to see, like some uh, farmer at home brewed in his farm. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's kind of the reason. Not from any other reason, Chris. All right, don't get too excited. Honestly, <laughs> I saw your eyes pop up there, like yeah, Ooh. matron. That's good. Well, uh, then I'm going to stop saying them then because uh, I want to get myself in trouble. But yeah, um, that was the main reason why I got. Uh, Doesn't normally drawn stop to... you. <laughs> yeah, but this is evidence, and people are listening, so. Um... <laughs> As I did, that was main, what mainly drew me to it because I'd never seen it before. I was like, yeah. well, that's different. And it literally jumped out the shelf you know, saying, yeah. buy me. So I did. Um, it looks like a lager as a typical kind yeah. of blonde yeah. beer does. Just to carry on with the euphemisms, I will say even though I try to pour it quite gently, there's still quite a, a, a large head on it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's for you, that, Chris. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, a kind of foamy head on it. <laughs> It's all about your angle, how you angle the tip. Um, exactly. No, but even yours, even yours, I would say, still looks that's good. No, no, mine looks normal. No, it doesn't. Anyway, let's carry on. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, this one, non-goldish amber colour. You, you, you can smell the strength. I'll let you go first on this one. 
Um, I just know I'm not going to like it. I'm not expecting to enjoy it much, if I'm completely honest. I mean, the smell isn't particularly inviting. I wouldn't say... Yeah, it, it's... um. It does smell like homebrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if, is that kind of a barley smell to it or not? It, might... it is barley, molten wheat. Mm, yeah, that wheat. might be. There we go. It might be the wheat could smell because you hate the smell of a wheat. Yeah, wheat. I do hate wheat. This this will be interesting. Yeah. Expect that in episode fourteen, I'm sure. Well, the, um, it probably doesn't look like there's any wheat in it, so it's quite surprising. It must be the way they filter it. It smells. Oh, uh, it tastes like it does a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that face. So this is this is where we need Facebook. Yeah, uh, not I Facebook, know. YouTube. Facebook. We need Facebook. God damn it! Oh, I've already on. got Facebook. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg, if you can contact us and sponsor us <laughs> and give us access to Facebook, that'd be really good. I'd be more happy with the access to a blade or a perfect draft. But um, I thought you meant blade from a suicide. I thought, don't cut yourself, mate. He's got very dark very quickly. Right, moving on. Uh, yeah. So James's face on the Lagudale was uh, <laughs> let's say less than happy. Shall we? Say. Not happy at all. Yeah. The, and the more you drink, the more confused you look. So I'm going to have a sip then. Yeah. I think this style of beer, when you have like wheat beers or barley kind of beers and stuff, that is, it builds up, right? That's the thing. That flavor, which is so distinct, the more of you that drink it, the more full bodied it gets. And it is a very full bodied beer. It doesn't look like a wheat beer. It tastes like a wheat God, does beer. it taste like one? <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And combined with that strength as well, it's a. It's a very... It packs a punch to it. It's not subtle in any way, no. shape or form. I've um, definitely had better blonde beers than that. Uh, I'm very surprised that it won a medal. <laughs> it shows what I know about beer. I suppose it depends <laughs> on what category they're aiming for. The... Wheat, so... uh, they better be aiming for the wheat beer. I think they aim for the light beer category. This is the thing for me. Good. Blonde beers kind of like lull you into a false sense of security because they look crystal clear. They look like a lager, maybe like a slightly deeper colour sometimes. But then when you have a swig of them, some of them are really, really pleasant and enjoyable to drink. Um, like Pelforth, I really enjoy that one. And then you have some like this, and you're just like, yeah, I've had it. I'm not particularly bothered about having another one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just, I kind of wanted more, like, if there's a bit more sweetness in terms of the aftertaste, I don't think it'd be too bad. And this is where, it, like, if, it, if it's overly wheaty and all you can taste is that wheat, I just feel yeah. like it's, for me, that's not a flavour that I particularly like, hence why I don't like wheat beers. But actually, if there was like a more subtle, you know, you know, if we compare it to kind of the the ruby that we just had, you know, kind of some toffee notes at the end or something that was a little bit sweeter that you could kind of grasp onto, then it would at least take away from what is just wheat for me. It, it, the thing is, this is, that is the, becomes the old pairing after taste. There may be other notes in the beer as well, but the problem is because that wheat generally overpowers the flavour towards the end, um, you kind of lose any of the fruitier notes that you may get. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if I was... I'm trying to be fair to it, I think there is there is before the wheat takes over, there there is a bit of sweetness. I think to start with, it starts off with it. Same. Like right. some of the ones I've had previously, actually, I found quite enjoyable. But then that wheat, yeah. it tastes kind of just overpowers the ending, and it just. Well, let's not give away what our opinion of the beer is, by all means. (laughs) No, I mean, we're we're so subtle in these things, so so no no one can ever work out which one are we going to pick. And then, to be Mm. fair, you purposely pick a random order anyway, just to be different. I I don't, actually. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to the last episode back in the Just Me You Did. Um, Yeah, so 
that's Lagoonale. Well, um, in the interest of trying to try and keep myself occupied entertainment-wise, obviously we talked about Tiger King, which I enjoyed and you didn't. Uh, we actually yeah. watched, me and my wife watched a film the other day because, uh, you know, our son okay. went to bed early enough so we actually could watch a film. Is, please tell me this is a PG film. Remember this? Okay. Uh, it's, it's a family film. Um, okay. It's a film I think that you will definitely have watched because of the type of character that you are. Um Steady on this season. This could be insulting. We don't know. Let's... It's Detective <laughs> Pikachu. I have watched Detective. I knew you would have done. Yes, I, um, have, I have watched Detective Pikachu. So we watched it just because we were intrigued by it. It's um, the best Pokemon film I've ever watched, and I've watched a lot of Pokemon films. So. Well, to be honest, I this is where um, it kind of highlights how good an actor Ryan Reynolds is. Because yes. that man single-handedly saved that film. Because yes. if it wasn't for him, you would turn off. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was an enjoy. It worked. It balanced out to be an okay, enjoyable film, but not one I would watch twice. Oh, see, so I, 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 let me guess. You've been watched it about seven times. No, no, I haven't been watched it seven times. I hate admitting how much of a nerd I am. Like I watched it in the cinema. Okay, um, the first time round. I was very excited. You got Pokemon cards from the cinema when you uh, when you actually went to. I watch love it. how excited your face is getting as you're talking. Yeah, about yeah. This. So <laughs> I am a complete nerd. Exactly. <laughs> Screw you, Chris. Screw you. So uh, you, yeah, and um, I did watch it when it then got released on DVD as well, and I actually preferred it the second time to the first time. Um, I think you're right. Ryan Reynolds definitely saves the movie in the grand scheme of things. I think it's a good mixture of. Um, a certain amount of drama, if you like, from you know the, the loss of his dad and trying to figure out where his dad is. But then also, I think you know the idea of Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Essentially, he's the voice actor of Pikachu, yeah. and so you get that comedy. And the thing is, you know, most Pokemon movies that I've watched are quite Japanese style, the anime style. They're very kind of child orientated so you don't really get kind of the darker sense of humor and i think this is a little bit more edgy and i think that is definitely probably what ryan reynolds brought to it yeah i'm sure he pushed the boundary as much as possible and there i think therefore you get kind of more of this adult comedy to it and i think that's what makes it enjoyable even you know when you have what are you chris you're you're 60 aren't you now (laughs) 60 year old man (laughs) Uh, when you get kind of even kind of older people watching it kind of adults can watch it and enjoy the movie and, you know, I think that is a good sign of it. I think the biggest downfall to the film is how long it took to get going at the start. It relies, at the start of it, it relies very heavily on you understanding the whole Pokemon setup. So if you yeah. took your your kids to the cinema or you watched it with your kids, who, like your kids understand what's going on and you don't, you could quite easily get lost. Because it doesn't yeah. really kind of, the story doesn't really start picking up until about 20 minutes in. Um from yeah, that I think point, it gets better. It does yeah. get more enjoyable. It's also, for me, the, probably the reason I probably enjoyed it more than you is if you have, like, played Pokemon or understand Pokemon, there are a lot of random references and jokes to other things in there. And that's, you know... some I've of played Pokemon. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's fine, it's fine. It's fine. I have played Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm sure, sure to the same nerdy level that I have. No, nowhere near, but I've played exactly. a that, Pokemon game. Well, no, you might play it, but there's a difference between like actually getting fully involved in, in kind of the Pokemon aspect of it. I, I mean, I say this, I will happily admit as a complete nerd, like, I played the Pokemon trading game when I was younger. I watched all the TV series. I played pretty much every Pokemon game that's come out and stuff like that. And I think 
there is a long, rich history there, and I think they brought a lot of that into that movie with some of their jokes. Oh. And you know, I, th- I think, I think, I think rich history is like, a bit too too much. No, of no, overstep. rich, rich history. And one of the things, <laughs> I, um, as I'm getting very impassioned by, yeah, it, you so really what, are. Talked about, and yeah, Pokemon. This is the one. Um, I think one of the things that let me down is. And part of the reason it, you know, it wasn't as good as it possibly could have been, they forced references way too much. Yeah. Like every Pokemon they tried to introduce that was in the background as some kind of joke. Like I think Mr. Mime, like doing his miming actions was funny the first time, but when it's like the seventh time in the movie, like by halfway through the movie or something, it's just it's just a bit annoying more than anything. You know, I don't think it adds much to it. Well, as we can yeah. tell from the last couple of minutes, yeah, yeah. James is very into Pokemon. Uh... <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm sure anybody listening to this thinks I'm a, a complete loser. Um, I mean, they wouldn't be wrong, though, would they? Uh, they probably wouldn't, but at least I don't hide it. I think that's the important thing, right? I accept what I am. And on that note... Um, be true to yourself, that's, that's the most important part. Exactly. And just like I am, let's move on to a wild card, shall we? Oh, Okay. Um, well, I'll finish this off. You can talk about it. We can talk about it. Okay, so just from the name alone, so this is a black sheep brewery, um, pineapple black milkshake, what? black sheep brewery, black sheep. It's it sounds like you said black sheep brewery, <laughs> black sheep brewery. I mean, it could be. Let's wait and find out, shall we? No, I said sheep. Um, so black sheep brewery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it's a pineapple milkshake IPA, and, and just so we can clarify, I like dis- like disrupting you when you like you kind of get into your flow because I just see you fluster and it's just so much. Yeah, fun. it's great, right? This is why I don't do television, right? Not the face, just this. Um, <laughs> so it's it's kind of one of the tropical IPAs. I think partly I'm hoping the reason you picked this one for the podcast is the 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 forklift truck that we had last uh, disco forklift truck that we had last episode i think for us was kind of a surprising beer in the expect that i thought we would potentially like it but it is always kind of a hit and miss no i Um, bought this because i saw the can i looked at the can and went that that looks absolutely mental so that's it just colors yep like a child who's attracted to the look of the can Um, i mean to be fair that's generally how i pick all the world cards i just go in and have a look and go yeah that looks absolutely crazy so this is going to be one of two ways. It's either going to be absolutely fantastic or utterly horrific, and I can't decide which way it's going to go. I'm hoping it'll be good, just because I will say, since trying the Disco Fortnite truck, I have gone out and bought a few random different tropical IPAs and stuff like that, just to yeah. give them a go, because normally this is the type of beer that probably before that last podcast, I would look on the shelf and just walk past and think, yeah, I'm not going to try that. Like, that doesn't sound good. Like, I might enjoy a sip of it, but, you know... It seems well, like a waste of money. So. After the last episode, like uh, one of my friends who listens to the episodes actually messaged me and said, is that Disco Forklift truck as good as what you say? I was like, well, you can try it yourself. So I actually went and got a couple of cans and uh, he was sitting on his porch and I was sitting on the wall and we actually had a can of it. <laughs> he was like, two, two yeah, metres apart, good. right, Kev? Two oh, metres no, apart. There's about, there's about four metres apart. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's I don't fine. want you getting Kev ill, right? Like... Well, it's his own fault. Um, <laughs> Honestly, we were social distancing. I was going to say, you don't know where he's been, Chris. <laughs> like, Coventry. No, I meant, yeah, wait, yeah, okay. <laughs> that is true. That is all you go, yeah. Yeah, Coventry at yeah. home. That's the full extent of my life at the moment. So, uh, yeah. That's an exciting life you lead. <sighs> okay, so instantly uh, on the nose, the combination of the fruit and the hops 
Yeah. I would say that smells like sweaty socks. That's probably the best way I can describe that. It's a. <laughs> I think this is probably where the the as you're drinking it, it's probably going to have that confusion on the palate as well because I think you're going to have that bitterness that you would normally have with an IPA with that fruitiness, and I think it's just going to over confuse. I, I think what I find funny is I can smell a bit of pineapple, but I, for some reason apricot is coming to my mind. <laughs> you know what? I, I I understand what you mean. Yeah, I think I, that's I, probably the combination of the milkshake and the uh, pineapple. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it kind of because apricot's kind of it's still got a tropical smell to it, but it's a much more subtle flavor. Um, I think what I want is so. a subtle pineapple flavor with some kind of hoppiness to it. That would be my ideal drink right here. The problem is the milkshake aspect of it. I think there's going to be a milkiness to it that I think will be peculiar and i think that peculiar note won't necessarily make it undrinkable will just make it weird and therefore might detract from what could be a very good beer that's my my gut reaction of what this will taste like and I'm, okay. i'll let you well, go first actually yeah i'm i'm going in um i'm not gonna lie i am quite hesitant but i'm doing it yeah so brewed with fresh pineapple juice lactose and a touch of vanilla so this is a juicy tropical and smooth ipa so you should have some light bitterness oh. to finish and those pineapple notes in the middle. Your face and your voice says, no, no. <laughs> oh, oh, that is great. Look at this. Oh, mate, no. No. Oh. It's literally oh. put it down. Yeah. It's like, do you think it's... Oh, better I haven't put my glass down for the entire episode. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. It, you oh, know, it smells really... like sweaty socks. It tastes yeah. worse. <laughs> Oh man, I mean, that's, let, that's awful. Yeah. Let this little be a preview for episode fourteen. <laughs> oh jeez, that, okay, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, you, explain, you carry on. Um, basically, it's a very strange oh. thing of having the. You've got that IPA bitter aftertaste. You've got the tropicalness of the pineapple, and then this weird cream. Like it actually is, yeah, it, yeah. but it's not like you know. He said you creamy before. No, no this is actual cream flavor to it. Okay, is... so I, this is what I thought would be the problem, right? It is that peculiar creamy taste to it, and I think I talked about this on like, oh god, uh, it was like episode three of the podcast or something where we where we first put episode fourteen as a benchmark or whatever. Yeah. And again, Paul, I still hate you. I still hate <laughs> you, Paul. Um, but the ice cream. Ice cream sundae stout that yeah. he he bought and um, was just ridiculously sweet. One of the flavour tastes of it was that creaminess that just tasted yeah. so weird. Even with a stout, just tasted wrong. And I think you do get that with this. I think, and that's the thing, right? You, it's it's just not right. The biggest thing, it's massively over complex, and it just doesn't need to be. I actually think yeah. if you hadn't got that milkshake aspect of it and it was just a pineapple and the IPA, I think those flavours would balance out quite nicely. The thing is, you do, now. you do get pineapples to start with. That's the thing, it's quite, yeah. it starts really light and then just gets heavy quickly because of that milky creaminess, right? And it's just, it is very it's, weird. It's the bitterness of the IPA and the sweetness of the milkshake, just, for me, just does not work. Um, I say that if it was a pineapple IPA, I genuinely think that would have been a really nice beer. But that that milkshake aspect for me just is just that one step too far. They're doing it for the sake of trying to make it different rather than you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, weirdly, and I I, I hope we can try and get one. I do, um I think I saw I think it was was it Kev? Might have actually been Kev who you were just talking about. Um I think tried a milkshake IPA. 
Uh, I think I saw on his Instagram. To be fair. I had one. Which I think was like Holton Brewery or something. Um, one of the taste cans. I, I think I have a few of them. So. Oh, you have a few. That's thing. I'm curious to see how that tastes in comparison. I'm not going to lie. They stockpiling yeah, for I'm... episode 14 is getting a bit excessive, and I don't think we're going to be able to go for all of them. Um... <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Because I, I had a few other ideas, but I'm just going to stop then if, if it's that bad. Uh, well, to be fair, whatever we, do, we decide not to use in episode 14, we can always use as a wild card later on. So it's not like it's not going to get used. So, okay, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, um, the important actually, thing is episode 69 hasn't been locked down yet, so I need some good ideas for that. <laughs> for Maybe me, that I, can be pause episode. The thing about the that um, pineapple milkshake IPA is actually once that aftertaste has subsided and that milkshake flavour goes away, the aftertaste you're kind of left with about 30 seconds later is actually quite a pleasant thing yeah, on the palate. So you can tell that taste of it yeah it's good um see this is why i'm undecided this is what i mean right the, the creaminess isn't necessarily unpleasant it's just peculiar to start with i think no i, I find i find it unpleasant it's terrible i don't think it, i don't think i find it as bad as you do because i i it doesn't completely repulse me but i thought it'd be the ipa part that would put me off and it's not it's the milkshake yeah that's put if me anything off. I, if there was a hoppy aftertaste more would probably be better for me, I think. Yeah, I think um, it actually needs to detract from that milkshake yeah. flavour. It is, it's the milkshake that just steals all of the fun from it, and the enjoyment, in my personal opinion. Um, yeah, I think the problem is you get kind of a sweet, sour start to it, into this kind of very milky, but it's almost gone off milk taste. Yeah. It's not like, and I think that's the thing, it's kind of sour milk and I don't think that works. Actually, it should be leading into kind of... When you of pour a cup of tea and you don't realise that your milk's yeah. gone off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. That. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's that. Uh, no. I'm actually quite disappointed with that. Um, I think because we've had like some nice success with some fruity beers recently, I was like hoping for a bit more, but no. Yeah. The milk I, I mean, definitely ruins it. I don't know about you listeners, but I wonder which one Chris is going to put last. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact I repulsed as I uh, drank it. So I'm 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 not I'm looking at my glass going, I need to finish that so I can get one of the nice beers back down my throat. But yeah, I think we're gonna have the exact same order. <laughs> I'm not even gonna like. Yeah, um, I'll be very surprised if it's anything different. Um, you know what? You accused me of of changing last week, so uh, I'm more than happy to go for it and prove to you that I'm I'm probably in the same mindset. Okay, no problem. Yeah, so I think. You know, it will come as a shock to everyone. Um, but the pineapple milkshake IPA, you should definitely try it because I think you should try every beer, even if it's one that you think you might not like, because I think it's important to know you don't like it. <laughs> right? Uh, um, too I'm many trying ways. to convince... Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's got to be last. I'm sorry, but yeah, that, that is terrible. Um, to be fair, a brief segue from this, and yeah, just because I'm just going to go off track a little bit. Okay. One of the things we started is untapped, right? Um, yes. It's something we've talked about a few times, and we're, we're going to basically, every beer we review on the like episodes of the podcast, we're going to put on untapped. We're going to have a joint account, which is going to be Beer and Bants, which I think we're going to try and put the beers we try on the podcast, but try and do kind of a joint opinion. If we're completely split, it'll be kind of an average of what we agree on. It'll it's more to track the beers of the podcast rather than put kind of an accurate rating as a joint thing because 
we have such differing tastes. I think the ratings on that aren't going to work perfectly. So this right? is where the question for me is, so I think we should still keep it just our separate opinions so people we, can kind of see which kind of palette that yeah, yeah. follow we, more. We, we have both the individuals as well. So yeah. I've already started tracking uh, some of them. I'm going to go over all of the uh, podcast episodes and put all of the beers on there and what I thought of them based on kind of the ratings I gave at the end. Yeah, I think I've done um, four episodes so far on my own. Yeah, it, it just takes time ones. to go through it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing is all the beers that we try kind of in our personal lives as well, we're going to put on there. So yeah, yeah one of those were actually, if, if you want to get involved, there, there'll be some kind of beers that aren't on the podcast that are going to be included now on kind of untapped profiles. Um, you know, I think both of us subscribe to beer 52 at the moment. So I think there's yes. some random beers on there and stuff like that, that we've both done as well as kind of, we both have very different personal preferences when we pick up beer. So you'll actually have kind of that individual personality mixture there as well. Um, so it's trying to build a broader, a broader spectrum of what yeah. type of beers yeah. we actually enjoy and that like, which ones we try and which ones we haven't. So, and then obviously the idea is to, we can all yeah. marry together and then like see which ones actually become our no pairing favorite and which ones we just completely despise. So yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's been a long time since we've given in podcast uh, airtime, but um, I, I mean, part of the reason I did the untapped thing and wanted to do it was Paul. Okay. He yeah. can't, cause the amount of beers he has on his untapped and kind of, he's really spent time and dedicated to making sure every beer he's ever tasted is pretty much on this app track. So I think I kind of want to do the same just because, you know, part of the reason we made the podcast, we have a love of trying different beers and actually yeah. seeing what they're like. And, um, you know, not to give him a compliment there, but you know, it's actually probably one of the good ideas he's had. But the thing is that we're, we're going through to a minimum of episode 58 so throughout that profile <laughs> is quite be a lot of a length. Yeah, be- there's a lot of beers we're going to be covering there's a lot yeah. of different variations and obviously it comes to a state where we're going to be trying to outsource as much weird and wonderful stuff as possible so you know yeah. the, that that back catalog you know even just on four beers for 58 episodes you know is in excess of 200 plus whatever we're drinking our normal life as well so yeah moving forward it's quite was that difficult was that difficult to add up was it 58 no. times by four. No, I'm just curious. You, you could have done some specific Okay, times. so it's 232 beers. So okay. <laughs> I want to be pedantic, all right? You be anyway, pedantic. Well, next time I'm going to start throwing uh, random maths <laughs> questions at you and then see how you fare. Oh, yeah, the fear's on your face now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Go Brilliant. to your third choice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um, the reason I say that, pineapple milkshake IPA would definitely be my last choice yep it's not great uh part of untapped you rate beers out of five and honestly this is probably going to be the lowest rated beer on my untapped at this yeah, point yeah right because might. it is that bad even compared to some of the others i've had like this is far more undrinkable than some of the others right it's, and it's a i close, wouldn't go for this ever again <laughs> for me personally it's a choice seeing that or the, that go west ipa from uh sierra nevada they're both equally atrocious. i didn't mind the go west though did i yeah no but for me no yeah, yeah, I understand why you don't like it. Anyway, um, so yeah, that'd be four. Third, I think we're probably in agreement here, the Lugadao. Lugadao. The, the what? Lugudale, as you called it. But I don't think it is Dale. I think he's probably not. He's probably Lugudale. Lugudale, yeah, exactly. Um, I think I think that's probably third. Um, honestly, it's, it's the wheat aspect. I don't like wheat beers. If I'm honest, yeah, that's no, as I'm kind of simple as I can say. It's very overly wheaty. Um, and to be fair, it's probably not one I would go for. There are wheat beers I prefer to this, and yeah, yeah I just think it's too overly pungent. Um, then I'd probably put the Ruby Rooster next. Um, I thought that's really pleasant, actually. I think that's actually was quite nice, and I think compared to a lot of the Ruby Ales I've had, 
it was a lot yeah it was quite good and I can actually I'd probably go for that again during the winter if I'm honest like yeah and that was good and then finally of course the wild beer code pogo because that was just really nice and really pleasant it wasn't too overly pungent there wasn't some weird aftertaste like the pineapple milkshake IPA it was a nice tropical pale ale no well uh, yep you are exactly correct my order is exactly the same so the pineapple milkshake is uh it was just too overly complex and it didn't need to have that many layers to it um the lagudal um again overly wheaty and i think that attracted from the other nicer tones that you can actually pick up from the beer at the start i think the wheat just overpowered it and kind of ruined it the ruby rooster was actually quite a pleasant drink um not as kind of complex as some of the other beers I've tried in that kind of category, but I would definitely have that again, again, like winter, nice cold, in front of the fire, definitely a beer I would have again. And that Pogo was, as we had it last time, that's probably even more enjoyable. Um, I actually really enjoyed that. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't like it when we agree, but sometimes it needs must. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for, paying, uh, for listening to us again. Um, yeah, we are, we tried to release this one a bit sooner because we know, obviously, with the struggles of um, social distancing, we haven't released released the episodes as regularly um, as yeah. we would normally. We could aim for like every two weeks, but obviously, as everybody can appreciate, it has been quite difficult uh, trying to keep on top of everything. But uh, moving forward, we think we should be able to keep get back to the every two week. Yeah, uh, I think again. the thing is, we will probably just. It's also trying to fit everything in terms of schedule. Yeah. So if, if we do miss a week, then we'll make sure the next week kind of made up for it. So in the grand scheme, hopefully it's not too long for your car rides, Paul, you know, when you don't leave the house anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, the other thing is, again, I think we mentioned at the start, we're on a lot more platforms now. We're all across social media. We've got, um, you know, a lot of different links that I'll probably shared in the podcast description. Um, and you should definitely check all of them out. Um, you know, just a shout out to Andrew as well because I think he tried an innocent gun the other day. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's thing. I think we, we really like seeing what beers of people are trying, and that kind of feeds into what we might then feature on the podcast as well and actually give our opinions on the podcast. So. Well, they're good conversation starters, aren't they? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything spectacular, you know, just like what different are you trying? What what new experiences are you trying to get? And that's the whole reason yeah. why we do it. So, yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, thank you very much. Um, Instagram is getting close to 1,000 followers now, so thank you very much. When when we do hit 1,000 followers, I am going to be doing something special on there, so by all means, keep your eyes peeled on that. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much, and then hopefully we'll be uh, speaking to you soon.